I'm glad to be here today. Uh, I do got a little piece of scripture I want to read to you, another Old Testament story, uh, another little piece of story. And I'll tell you how this came about. Uh, I've been praying. I prayed all, of course, for the last couple weeks especially, but this week I kind of zeroed my prayers in as as, kind of that that thought has gotten in my heart about coming to fight. It's just it's just almost become my my mantra or, or heart string or whatever. I, that's just what's on my mind. It is a, a come to fight. And in doing that, there's a psalm. There's Psalms 144 and 1. It, it says, Lord, teach teach my hands to war. Teach my fingers to fight. And, and, and that's kind of been what I've been praying. I, I've been praying that that particular scripture. Uh, oh, there it is. All, all this week, I've been really praying, praying that. And believe in that. And, and it's not that I'm looking for a tactic. I, I'm not looking for some kind of pattern or, or, or some principles. To, but not, Although that's fine. I, you know, I, I like practical things. But I was really wanting what the Lord would instill in my heart that, that would incline me. That would incline me to be a better warrior or, or servant of his. To fight the fight that we have. To be able to, to keep the faith. And not only for myself, to be able to be an encourager. Of those who need to keep the faith, that need to fight. That's been my heart even all this week. I, I, I've kind of made it a point to really try to just encourage someone, everyone that I've run into, to keep the faith, keep the faith, encourage them in some way. And even this morning, even this morning, there was a new song, and you probably done heard it. Sometimes when I hear when I say it's a new song, it's probably like a year old. But it finally hit. You know what I mean? I'm like that. And this may be new. I don't know. But it's a new, it's a Zach Williams song. And it's called uh, The Rescue Story. I don't know how old that song is. I don't know. I don't know. It may be brand new. I don't know. I heard it for the first time really this morning. But that don't mean it ain't been playing for months. You understand? Amen. My wife knows exactly what I'm saying. Amen. But I, I sent that. I don't know. It just hit my heart. And I sent that to Paul. I sent that. And I said, you need to. You need to dig this up on YouTube this morning, laying there, and you need to listen to this. Listen to this. And I was just trying to end because I just felt such encouragement. It's about, it's about the testimony and, 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 and how Jesus is, is going to be the rescuer of their story. And there's it, several things in it. But, but I sent that to him, and bless his heart. He must have tried there for a while, and he, he sent me a text back real quick. Dumb hospital. Well, he didn't say it like that, but that's what he was meaning. Can't get it to load it. We had just had this conversation this week because the dinner is so hard back in that corner where they're at to get something loaded. It's so hard. I, it, there's such little signal in there that is so hard. And I knew what he. I knew the frustration because he was probably beating his phone because it's just sitting there doing this. Anybody got a phone that does this? Oh, I hate when it does this. Or you just get started and it goes. I hate that. But it's about encouraging and, and about him being able to war. So out of that, out of that, the, the Lord really put this piece of scripture. And not for the reason. I have preached this, the story I'm going to preach to you this morning. I preached it in a revival one time many years ago in a church. I'm even not sure which church it was. It don't really matter. Uh, but I preached this a, a week. I made this the week long uh, emphasis or, or if you will the, the kind of the thought process for the whole week. And every night that week, I preached out this way. But it, none, of, none of that makes any difference this morning because that's not how the Lord gave it to me this time. And, and, and I know, that's how I know this. This is just God. This is the Lord. This is what He wants us to have. This is what, this is what He's going to give us to help us. And, and I believe that this morning. 
So I want to read you this Old Testament story, 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I'm not even going to read it all because I don't even, I'm not even going to get to the good part even, to the, to the part that, where you can shout. How many know this morning, it ain't always about the pep rally. It's not always about, I love the pep rally. I love that part, but it's not always about that. And we're not even going to get to the part really where you could shout. But I think, I think there's going to be something much deeper get into your heart that you're going to do more than shout. Amen. More. More. Something much deeper. But let's read this story together this morning. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag. Now they'd been off. Of course, there's a lot of background. They'd been fighting. They'd even been with the Philistines, they'd, they'd been some, even some treachery, there'd been some junk going on, and there's no need even rehearsing all that. But they were coming, and they were coming back to Ziklag, because that's where home was at this time. They were going back home. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. It's good to come back home. They were going back home for their wives and their children and their cows and their houses and where everything was. They were going back home, and, and, and his men were come to Ziklag, and it was on the third day that the Amalekites had, a, had it three days ago. Three days. The Amalekites had invaded the south, and the Ziklag, Ziklag had smitten, smitten, had been smitten, and Ziklag had been smitten, and, and it was burned with fire. And they had taken the women captive. How I many know home? Home's not what home used to be. They were taken captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. They're gone. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and, there were, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him, listen, listen, lifted up their voice. That means, that means really loud, you know. Really loud grief, really loud weeping. They lifted up their voice and they wept. And this, 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 catch this part, until they had no more power. I don't know about you, have you ever been to this place where you've cried and you've cried and you've cried. And you don't think you can cry anymore, but you cry some more and you cry some more and you cry some more. Uh, but they had got to the place where finally, wow, finally they could cry no more. That's way, that's way over in there. That's way over in grief. They, could, they had not the power to even weep now. So how many know, how many know they're, really, they're really powerless? Some of you that's been through things like this, you know what I'm talking about. They're really without strength of any kind. I mean, when you've lost the power to even cry, you're down. You're way down. Way down. David's two wives were taken captive. Anohim and the, Je the Jezreelite and Abigail. I can say Abigail, by the way. That's the only, that's the only Hebrew name you'll ever hear me co pronounce correctly. The wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David, listen, I think this is an understatement. I think it's trying to stress it. I think it's trying to, trying to get it across to us. But even in my mind, I feel, still feel like if they've wept till there's no more power to weep, I just feel like this is an understatement. David was greatly distressed. you got to tie that in where they weep because there's no more power to really understand how distressed. But the people, for the people spoke of stoning him. 
How many of the 600 men that were now with him, that had fought with him, are now against him? Because the soul of all the people was grieved. I mean, pain really does something to us, don't it? Pain, grief, hurt. Always heard that. Always heard this, that hurt people hurt people. Always heard that. And for the most part, it's true. Amen. But they grieve. Every man for his son. And I understand. They should. Every man for his daughter. But listen, now I want you to settle in on this, but this is not really even the main point. Because this, this is superficial if you just keep it in one level. And I'll explain here in a minute. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar the priest, Amahalek's son, I pray thee bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, and his 600 men that were with him, and they came to the brook of Bethor, where those that were left behind stayed. There was 200 now, you'll see. But David pursued he and 400 men because 200 men abode behind. Remember, they didn't even have a while ago strength enough to weep. So 200s had to just, you know what, I just want to say this right quick. I don't know, and this don't even go with the message, but I just feel, I don't know, it just popped in my spirit right there. That, that just because someone doesn't have the strength to go all the way with you don't mean they're not for you. That's, that's Holy Ghost stuff right there. Hey! Just because they're weak and worn out and can't go the whole distance don't mean they're not there for you. Amen. My God, that's for somebody. I don't know who I'm speaking to right there. Amen. Amen. They were so faint that they could not go over the brook to Basor. Brother Angle, would you pray over God's word? God Almighty, what a scripture this morning. We bless your name for passing by to encourage us. All of us need you, for without you we can do nothing. Oh, when you encourage us, we'll tackle anything. Bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, touch pastor today. Amen and amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Thank you, sir. Yes, come on, give him glory again. Give him praise. Lift him up. Amen. Amen. You, you can be seated this morning. I got this little title, and the title don't really come close to really what's in my heart that you'll see, but I give you this title because Dustin needs one to put on the CD, to put on the thing, but... But it, and it's even a little shallow, and I thought that's even kind of corny, but it's not really. But I want to talk to you this morning about going from dust to trust. From dust to trust. I, I want you to get that in your heart, and 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 and, and, it, and it's that's it in its heart. It's about going from a place where there's nothing but ash and destruction, 
to a place that you can trust him. Uh, I want you to notice in this story, uh, you can go back to verse 1 or whatever. It don't matter. I'm just going to kind of ease along in this story just to give you a, a, quick, a quick hit on it. But you can kind of, you notice in this story there's this sudden transition. And, and those, those things I, I, a lot of us don't do well with, but especially when, it, when it's a transition uh, of something negative like this. If you'll notice, if you notice they, I would say the mood was pretty happy. I would say the mood was pretty light, and, and I tell you that a lot of us can identify with how they were feeling going home. I, I know how I would feel. I know I love to go home. I don't even have to be gone but the day. I, I just kind of how I am. I'm going to be gone all day, and I, I love going home. It's just something about it. And they'd been gone for a while, and they were, they were traveling, and they were moving towards home. And I would say there was some, some kidding, some joking. I, I don't know, you know, 600, but probably some things going on that I won't preach here today. Some things to be in, I just won't, but but they were going home excited, ready to see the, everything, ready to be a part of everything, ready to enjoy life again, settle back in, take a few days, and and somewhere, somewhere, I don't know how far away it was, I don't even know the geographics of Ziklag, I don't know if it was behind the mountain or over a hill, but just in my imaginary mind, I kind of picture them, I kind of picture them, because I've been like this, they kinda, maybe, maybe they started to even smell a little bit of, of like, Smoke. I don't know. That's the way I am. I know sometimes when I come out in the fall of the year, the mountains has been on fire somewhere. Uh, sometimes we'll, I'll get a little whiff of smoke, and I'll go to looking at all the mountains that I live in, and I'm searching. I'm searching for maybe something that's loose, some fire. I don't. Maybe they. Maybe they did. Maybe they started whiffing. Maybe just that something smells like something burning. Y'all know how y'all are. I do this all the time. You know, and and. It, it's just something, something, I'm not sure. Maybe as they kept traveling and kept moving towards home, towards Ziklag, uh, maybe maybe just just with nothing, maybe a hill or a one mountain between them and Ziklag, there was the sign. They, they, you could see smoke because that's, that's what's left, you know. You could see the smoke. And as they even got closer and maybe before they even went over that last hill, uh, I feel like probably... Probably they begin to have maybe even a little urgency. Y'all know what I mean? Y'all ever meet the fire truck, on, fire truck on your road? I don't know. Maybe you don't. When I turn up my road and I meet something like that, I'm like, dang! I mean, I'm like, fire truck! I've been back there hunting before, hunting on the mountain where I live, next to where I live, and be back in the mountain and hear the fire trucks fire up. And I'm like, Dang! You know, I, I, I feel like they maybe had some kind of urgency like that, some sense. And, and as they moved closer and closer, they started realizing that this smoke is not just normal smoke. This, this is not cooking. This is not warming the house. This is not campfire. There, there's just something about the smoke of destruction. They can tell there's something, something, and this is where the transition, they begin to go from great victories and joy and, and laughter and lightness or joking or whatever to this great adversity. I want you to get that because that's important, I feel like, in what we need to hear this morning from the scripture. Because because there's this there's this great difference, this great gulf. All of a sudden they go from this this lightheartedness, this joy, looking forward to 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 darkest days. Darkest days, tough days. Destruction. Looks as they topped on over and looked down into their little town or what was used to be, and there's nothing left. 
you, you know, I, I just get a sense that, that just loss hit them. How many, how many know, know what it is to transition to feel like, man, I am really winning at life? How many, how many know what it is for life to be going so good or, or feel like it is? Feel like, man, life is just good. This is this and this is that. and Whatever it is that makes your life, your world good, makes you smile, makes you happy. So happy you'd even pet a cat. I, I don't know. If that life's got to be good if I pet a cat. That's the only reason I said that. I'm, I'm just not a cat lover. I'm just sorry. I, now, the dogs, I, I love on them and hug them. But I, just, I got nothing totally against cats. So all y'all don't be looking at me mean. But, yeah, Julie, 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 Julie. But, but, but think on it, you know. And, and, and life is good. Whatever it is that makes your life good. To, to, all of a sudden, you, you feel like you're winning. And now it looks like I'm losing. You ever felt like that? Where, where everything you look at, everything looks like everything that's around, everything that's going on. I just feel like I'm losing it. Everything that I do now, everything—it's just nothing but losing. That's, I, I just get that sense. That's the way as they come over and they seen the smoke, they seen the di- destruction, and we're like three. This is like three-day-old smoke. This is this is—they're long gone. It's out of their control. I want you to get that because if it's still in your control, you're still going to try to be self-sufficient. And all the people said. But it's out of your control as most of the days are when you feel like you're losing. It's out of your control. And, and that's what they look at. They see the pit. They see three-day-old smoke. The enemy has invaded. Life has changed. They've took captive everything they love. Things have been carried away. We saw the scripture. They lifted up their voice. Bam. Warriors. Warriors. These were some mean suckers. God's, David's mighty men. And they began to weep. And they wept and they wept. And they wept till, till they lost the ability to weep. And all in the same time, they say, these feelings and these emotions, you understand that, don't you? There's stuff, there's stuff that you never dream of. I don't know why. You, you can't even imagine how you'll feel till you go through whatever it is. You just don't know. Sometimes you'll look at somebody, how they're handling something, and you go, I, I, I can't believe they're acting like that. Well, you don't know. You've not been there. You don't know how you would have. You don't know. You might, you might lose it completely. I never, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned. I don't never, you, 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 you handle it. Ever how you and the Lord want to handle it, I'll support you. You go at it. Ever what you need to do. But here's what was going on. There's this mix of emotions. And all of a sudden, all these men that were for David, all these men that were for David, 600. All of a sudden, there's 600 voices of negativeness. And against. I want you to get that because this is important. It ain't like we're here today. About every voice here today is for somebody. Everybody that's in here is for, was for, like, was it with Abby? Everybody, they were for Abby. 
They're for Paul and Alicia. They're for the families. They're for, everybody in here is for them. But this is a day where David is by himself and 600 men, 600 men are against him to the point, to the point, somebody's even brought up the fact, you know, let's stone him. Let's stone David. I just want to get, I'm just trying to see how David feels. I'm just trying to get a hold to how he would feel. I know how I would feel in some cases, but I've never really had all that. I, I've, I've turned some people sideways in the church when, and they, they might stoke a, a stone in me, but I've never had 600 at the same time. I probably wouldn't have come back the next Sunday if it had been 600 at the same time. There's been a few times I've wanted maybe an, an escort out of here. It's maybe a time or two I thought, me, you know, I need to get some of my biggest friends to, just to walk me to the car. Especially some night services, you know. Just saying. But I'm trying to get a how he felt. And there's nobody to take it out on. They, they take it out on David. After all, he was the leader. So they began to take it out on David. And the Bible says this, and the Bible says this. And, and David, like I said, I think it's an understatement. David was greatly distressed. I can get that, but it's so much deeper. Times like this, it's, and this is, this is the heart. This is the thought. This is one of the thoughts. It's times like this that, man, we, we, we develop or we grow or they're born into our heart or into our soul, you go from this feeling like I'm winning to feeling like I'm losing and in the midst of that, there's this growth of some of the rawest feelings I want you to understand that Dana, you ever come to church with some raw feelings? raw don't, don't, don't poke your husband rawest feelings and that's what was born right here, it was really raw you know what I'm saying? And I feel like David was there. I know the men were there. But David, he was there too somewhat. I know what the men was feeling. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes when things go on in our life, we get these raw emotions. Now you're not going to admit this because this is Pentecostal church and it's Sunday and we got our good clothes on and we've had good praise and worship. You're not going to admit you don't ever look to God and say, Why? See, that's, that's raw feelings when, when, when that why comes out of you. Where'd that come from? I'm, I'm a man of assurance. But all of a sudden there's this why? Or, or what's this for? Or what sense does this make? Raw feelings. See, that's what I mean by raw feelings. I'm not talking about you had a bad mood. No, I'm talking about these raw feelings. They come up out of your deepest part of your heart. What I'm sure these men and, and probably they, you know, where, where, where there's even a little anger. We know that 600 were so mad. They were really angry. How many of them, sometimes that's raw feelings. That's just raw. That's tough. It's real though. Hate, bitterness. All sort of things. I, I don't even know what all they could be. I've seen divorces. I've seen divorces leave one or both in 
the feeling so raw that they hate it. Raw seasons. Things, things go on in life where it left people so bitter for years. I mean, to one lady, one time for years. We got to get rid of this bitterness for years. 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 Because she was left in this, her feelings had done gotten, gotten raw. You know, that place, you won't admit this either, that place where you just want to give up. You want to quit. I know what I'm talking about. I've had some of these sideways, raw feelings. It might come out like this. What's the use? What's the use anyway? Why should I? You know, 10 of your church friends said, oh, come on this morning, come on. Why should I? Or, or maybe you can better picture this. You know, Job's wife, that's what happened to her. She just had raw feelings. And, and somebody, somebody named the Holy Ghost decided to put them in Scripture for all of mankind to judge from now on. And when she just, out of her, the rawness of her situation, of everything she lost, she said, just curse God and die. Come on, that was just raw. Flat out raw. I didn't say it was right. I said it was raw. It was real. It was real. I just want to tell you, all of life ain't a pep rally. I love the pep rallies. All of life ain't a religious pep rally. Our churches, our churches in America especially, we think if it's not a religious pep rally, we've not had church. But I'm going to tell you. And, 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 and if we do deal with the raw feelings, we want to do that somewhere in some counseling office where it's just one person and nobody else knows you've got these raw feelings. I'm just going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you right now. No, God ain't a bit scared of your raw feelings. He's not a bit scared. This morning, he wouldn't be a bit afraid if you rode yourself out of your seat ran to this altar and expressed it to him. He don't need no counselor between you and him. The Catholics believe that, not the Pentecostals. No harm. Cheese. Cheese. Everybody say cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. All these raw feelings. I don't know if that's script. You know what? Jesus in his humanity showed his raw feelings when he looked to God. And he said, my God, my God. Why? 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 Raw. Amen. Amen. We know this. We know this from this story. That in spite of, this story gives us hope. All you that's got raw feelings this morning, whatever the case, whatever, maybe it was the marriage. Maybe it was a kid. Maybe it was your son, daughter. Whatever it is. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was a boss. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's life. 
we live in a fallen world. Therefore, we are very much apt to have raw feelings from time to time. Warning. Warning. But this story, this story gives us, gives us great hope. That we don't have to just stay and, 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 and deal with these raw feelings. David, David shows us that, that you can, out of the ashes, out of the ashes, out of the dust, you can move. You can move from the raw feelings to a place of fight. I want to tell somebody this morning. Yes. You might be sitting there with raw feelings. But I'm going to tell you what. If you get with God, you can leave this place with fight. With fight. And trust. I can see it now. I can see it now. I want you to get this picture. I want you to get this picture. I love this story. I thought about this. You know my imagination runs away with it. I was, a, I was, I was an only child for like... 10 years, and, and I, I learned to play by myself, do things by myself, talk to the trees. talk. So, so I got this imagination anyway. It's squirrely sometimes, but I got it. I, I can just see, I can see, I can see David. Look, at, look here, David, David's got tears still on his cheeks from all these raw tears. I want you to get the picture. He's got tears on it. His eyes are swelled. If you've wept till you ain't got power to weep, somebody know what I'm talking about. You got this busting headache. You got eyes that swell, look like cantaloupes. You, you can't hardly talk. You can't. You're so cluttered and choked up. You're snotting around, looking crazy. The Philistines thought he was crazy just a chapter ago. They ought to see this man now, because he's fixing to really look crazy. Because he's got all this look on him, and, and somewhere in the midst of this story, in the midst of all this, this, this rawness. David reached down, picks up his sword. Oh! My God! All swelled eyes. All snotting around. I, I bet the 600 went. Come on! I bet the 600 said, we're going to stone him. David, he just eases down on the ground. Picks up his sword. Most dangerous people I ever met in my life were people with tears in their eyes and a sword in their hand. You better watch. You better watch. You better watch. You better watch the one that's got tears in their eyes and a sword in their hand. They crazy. They about to fight something. They about to defy something. They holy defies. About to break out in somebody's life. Yeah, go on and give God the glory this morning. You ought to give him glory. You ought to give you ought to be able. If there's somebody, somebody you don't want to see in the rear view mirror. It's the guy with tear-stained eyes and a sword in his hand. You want to be frightened, or if he's on your side, you want to be glad. 
I like how this 600, they changed their mind. They changed their mind. They see him as he, as he picks up this sword. You know what? They's in this place today. There's mamas, there's daddies, there's people. There's, they might be a teenager. They might be a teenager in this place this morning with tears filled with eyes, eyes filled with tears, but a fight brewing in their belly. You better watch. You ever run into them people that you make so mad they start crying? And, and, and that's not a sign you're winning. You run into somebody you done made cry. They done got so mad. They crying. And they stand there looking at you crying. That's when you're in trouble. You're fixing to take it bad. You're fixing to get whooped right there. Amen. That's what I see in this story. I see this heart. I tell you, a church with tear-filled eyes. But a sword. That's what it'll be. That's what it'll be, especially in these end hours that we live. We're in a fallen world. I didn't come to, I don't like to prophesy doom or gloom, but in this fallen world, that's what we shall deal with. It's more of the transitions. More of the times where we're left with these raw feelings. Where these feelings overwhelm us. Amen. That's like my pretty wife. She's as docile and humble and loving. I've learned over the years. I've learned you better stop before the tears come. <laughs> Wisdom, y'all. Look at this gray hair. Let gray hair speak. I, I learned, I learned, I learned. You stop. When her nose start getting, she's just like her mama. Her mama's like this. Her mama, her mama, her mama, when her mama nose get red. And then my eyes start getting glassy. That's time I say, I got to go feed the cows. <laughs> I love you. I'll be back. We eat supper in a little bit. All the others that said, because we know, we know. But, but here's the thing. Here's what's got to happen. It's not just having raw feelings. I'm not promoting, I'm not promoting a pity party this morning. That's not what, that, not promoting a pity party. I don't want 14 people to get up and tell how bad their life is. I, I'm not, I'm not promoting that. Matter of fact, matter of fact, you just, I'm going to promote you, give that to God. I am. But here, here's what I am promoting. Because it didn't happen just, matter of fact, God is against complaining. Study the scripture. He's not into no complaining service. That's not what was going on here. But it was, it was a man bringing raw feelings to him. And, and here's the thing, here's the thing, and converting them. That's what we got to, how to convert these raw feelings into holy defiance. Raw feelings. How in the 
the world that at this moment when David had slipped off to encourage him. To, I want you to realize at this time he's got no praise band. Now he was used to a praise band and later in life if he got in trouble he would cue up all the, the orchestra and all the band, all the praisers, the 24-7 praise band. He would, all the musicians and all the, matter of fact, he would write them songs. Remember we talked about it. He'd give them songs here, sing this, this is what I'm feeling today. This is what I'm feeling today. Sing this for me so I can really sing this so I can, so I can convert some of this rawness. He, he, but at this story, he's in the middle of ash and destruction and 600 negative voices. There's nobody for him. There's nobody patting him on the back. There's nobody saying, you get him. You get him, David. You get him, Lord. You tell, what are we going to do? No, no, no. He's got none of that going for him. See, I, I have preached this story before that, that David just got alone, and he did some of this, I'm sure, and it's not wrong to preach it. I, I preached it basically, though, that, that he just praised God right on into some victory. But I'm going to tell you, when you've got raw feelings, and all you that has raw feelings know what I'm telling you. When you've got raw feelings, it's hard to raise a hallelujah. It's hard. And in the midst of my darkness, and in the midst of all my, it's hard to raise a hallelujah. So it's something more. There was something more in this conversion, converting these raw feelings. Oh, there was worship. We know that. But it wasn't the pep rally that we were speaking of. It was worship because he had the priest bring the, there was worship. It was deep worship as he slipped off by himself. But this was it. They was weeping. Even beyond what was the power now from his soul, from his heart, there was weeping. If you know anything about David, and most of you do, you, you, know, you know even how he was known in the latter part. Of, you, ever, you ever see this scripture where how he was known in the latter part of his life? Because if you think of David, there's all kinds of things going in my mind. Because I've loved David. Most of you have. I've loved to read his story. I've loved to study him. And I, I, when, I, when somebody says David, you can go many places and put labels on him. You, you can think shepherd boy. Shepherd boy. I, I think of him as one that laid out on the plains there or in the mountains and, and, and fought lions and bears. I, I love that story where, where he took the, from, the, from the mouth even. I think, man, that is one bad dude right there. Young man, young man. I think uh, you would think of maybe he was a shepherd. You would think of that. Or, or maybe maybe you would think of him a little later in life and, and the warrior. You've heard the songs that they would sing about him, about his 10,000. And you, you think of the how the warrior that he was. You think that maybe at the end of his life he'd be known as a warrior. Or, 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 or maybe you would think you would think that he would be known even from his sin. A lot of you go there, don't you? You, you remember him because of his sin. You, you remember him before what he did. He failed. You, you remember all this. But you know, you know how he's remembered? According to Scripture. In 2 Samuel 23, verse 1, this is, this is how he's actually remembered in the last days of his life. Now, these be the last words of David. David, the, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, he's known as, listen, listen, the sweet psalmist. Of Israel, a sweet psalmist. He he's known, and if you know anything about the Psalms, these were the places where David took all these raw feelings. Have you read the Psalms lately? A lot of people think when you read the Psalms, man, it's just a pep rally. No, no, no. If you read about two thirds of the Psalms, it's 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 David converting 
raw feelings to fight. It's what he's doing. He's converting raw feelings so he can fight, so he can push on, so he can fight some more. That's what most of his psalms were. They, they were lamentations, lamenting, weeping, sorrowful. i got to get where I'm going before I can finish this thing. But it's true. It, that's what converted these raw feelings. Job did it as he climbed on his ash pile. And in the midst of the most raw feelings, in the end, it took him a while to get there, but in the end, he converted into the place to where even, have you seen the end of the Lord? Have you seen Job's patience, James said? Have you seen all of that? Have you seen what God done in his life? But it was because he was able to, to fight, fight. Jeremiah did it. Jeremiah said this. And the Mr. Raw Fields, you know what Jeremiah said? Jeremiah said, I'll not speak in your name. I'll not speak your word again. I got all these raw things that went so bad for me. I'll not speak no more. And he had to write an entire book called Lamentations. He did. If you read Lamentations 3, the first 19 verses, you see, you see a man, you want to see some raw feelings. I ain't got time to read it this morning. But you want to see some raw, read chapter 3, verse 1 through 19. And you're going to, he even says one time about getting his teeth kicked out. He, say, he says, you've kicked my teeth out, God. Raw feelings. You've left me. You've deserted me. Lamentations. But you know, it's converted in that same chapter. It's in that same chapter that some of the, our most favorite sayings come out of. Your mercies, though, are new every morning. They're new. There's this restoration. There's this conversion. i got to finish with this. i got to finish this. i get where I'm going. And, and Jesus, you think about it, That's where I should have just put it anyway. But even with Christ, his whole life was like that. He, he walked in as much flesh as me and you do. Fully man. Fully man, fully God, fully man. To take away from that in any way is to be an antichrist. Oh no, he was he was fully in all those. And he, so he had these raw, tempted just like we are. Went through raw feelings just like we do. And you can see it right off the bat. As he comes upon Jerusalem, and there he stops and he weeps. He's going to do a job. He's trying to save Jerusalem, his people, the world. Everyone, but them especially. And he stopped and he weeps. He weeps. But in the midst of that weeping, they don't stop. There's this conversion of these raw feelings that gives him the power to set his face like flint. Fight my God in heaven. He got a face like flint. And he set his face towards Jerusalem. And in the midst of the raw feelings, he turned it into a sword. And they pushed. He pushed on into Jerusalem. Pushed himself. He did. Amen. He got to Lazarus tomb. Remember? His friend was dead. Remember? He had raw feelings. Death don't leave any of us without raw feelings. Death leaves us with more raw feelings than I can even know of. As he stands outside the tomb and he weeps. 
But that didn't stop him. The, them raw feelings didn't stop him from saying, Lazarus, you come forth. The resurrection must be. Didn't stop him. Didn't stop. Even as he went into the garden that night of Gethsemane, and he was under such weight, such heaviness, that the sweat turned into blood under the heavy load. Raw feelings. I ain't never been under so much that I sweated blood. Raw. And he even asked God, is there any way that this cup can, can somehow I'm get out of this? You ever been, is there any way? But listen, listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. Nevertheless, there he is. Tears in his eyes. Blood in his sweat pores. Picking the sword. Taking the cup. And then the greatest of all, there on the cross. See him? Do you see him there on the cross? Do you see him? See him there? If ever there was a place for feelings to get wrong. There on the cross, as he jeered, and he suffered in pain that probably no man knows. I know they don't know the weight of the sin of the world. Crushed. The olive crushed. Crushed. There he is. Did you hear his feelings? I told you a while ago. Did you hear him? He couldn't help it. Flesh, flesh couldn't hold back. Flesh said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Remember? And we don't really see nothing transpire there, just like we don't in any of these other stories. That's what I'm telling you. There's not no steps. There's not no planet. There's just taking these raw feelings to God and being honest. And, and somehow in the, in the power of God's power, His Spirit, His work, His omniscience, He converts this being real, this bringing these raw feelings. I know we're not good at expressing ourselves. But in the biblical times, they surely could express that. They'd rip their clothes, dump ashes on their head. It wasn't no doubt what they was feeling. They expressed themselves to a God and expected God to work it out. I would urge you this morning that you would express yourself to God. Quit hiding it under that thin veneer of church oddity and religious oddity. And you want everybody to think you're fine and I'm fine and we're all fine. No. Sport. Rend your garment. Dump ashes all over your head. You come and express yourself to God who can convert raw feelings. You might still have tears in your eyes. But you'll be able to pick up the sword. You're going to pick up the sword. You're going to begin to move. Ain't that what happens even when we get saved? We finally are able to come clean. That's the godly sorrow that's converted. I'm not talking about, don't you be sorry in a world of life because that's death. We don't want to hear you whining. No, we want you to go to God and express yourself to Him. Express yourself to Him. 
And that's godly sorrow that according to 2 Corinthians chapter 7 works a fight. You become vehement. You become desirous. You want to clear yourself in all this. You got some fight in you. Amen. I got to give you this last psalm and then I'm closing. Y'all guys can even come. Just so you know I'm serious. Psalms 56, I want to close with this. This was, once again, this is David. This will give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Psalms 56, verse 1, starting with verse 1. Verse 1, please, honey. It says this, be merciful. This is, this, he, he's feeling somewhat of the, of the sideways feelings. Oh, God. Listen, for man would swallow me up. He's expressing to God. He's fighting daily. He oppresses me. Verse 2, my enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high, what time I am afraid. Listen, listen, here's your raw feelings. What time I am afraid. When I'm afraid. That's raw feelings. That's not faith. When I'm afraid. What's he say I do? I will trust. I will trust in thee. I will trust in thee. Listen here as it goes to verse 4. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. Now listen, I will not fear. Do you get the only thing that he went from fearing to I will not fear? Because of one thing. Trust. 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 I want to tell you something this morning. If you can drag all your feelings, all those sideways feelings, all those feelings to God, whatever they are, and tell Him, I trust. I trust. There's this conversion. There's this conversion. Even, even, even like the salvation conversion, when we bring all of our stuff to Him, and we say, you know what, I trust you. I want to tell you something this morning. I want to tell you something. He has, our God is not powerless. He is not. You can trust Him. God's not indifferent this morning. He cares for you. Cast your care. He cares. God's not distant. He is not distant this morning. He's nigh. As a matter of fact, you that are broken hearted, He's closer to you than He is anyone else. You that are broken, you're in a good place to be broken. It's good if you're here broken because you're here with the maker. You're here the one that can put you back together. You're here with the one who takes who takes the pot, who takes the vessel, and he remakes it. He remakes it. You with all your raw feelings, he can remake. You can get a hold to him in trust. You can trust him. I've lost so many times. Well, I don't care. You can still trust him. I've lost so many times. And you're going to continue to lose, but I'm going to tell you something. You cannot not trust him. You've got to trust him. You've got to trust him. You've got to trust him.